everybody. This is uh, Chris McGowan has a podcast two. I uh, took off my headphones so I don't forget where the uh, the song ends. So yeah, so, sorry for the uh, extended break. So today, uh, um, how are you doing? T- today, I'm going to talk about because, like I said, what I want to do is everything. You know, everyone today has a specialized podcast. So if you want to listen to Star Wars, you can search in iTunes for Star Wars. If you want to learn about baking and cooking, I'm sure there's podcasts with baking and cooking. You know, you go into iTunes and and you find it. This will be the worst findable podcast. Sorry. To me, I guess. I'm apologizing to me. Because this is going to cover everything. Okay? And today, I'm not quite sure how long this is going to go, but I wanted to discuss, as you see in the uh, subject line, I guess, of the title, Con. Now let me tell you a little bit about myself and, and conventions. I've always liked nerdy stuff, especially growing up. I was a video game and comic book kid. But I rarely went to conventions. You know, I grew up in Chicago, and I remember going to just exactly one convention as a kid. I went to the Wizard Convention. Uh, it was during the time that Batman with uh, Michael Keaton was coming out. And it was the whole Bat Dance, I think, right? Yeah, it had to have been the first Batman. Because I remember that being a big deal at Wizard Convention. And I gotta tell you, I went with two two of my childhood-era friends. And it was great. But what I went there for was to look look up comics. Comics, you know, I would... Uh, we spent hours... Well, let me, let me re- let me take a step back here. My friend, one friend, he's the kind of friend, and I won't say his name because he's not listening to this podcast, but you never know. He was the guy that if he was interested in a girl, he would do this really annoying thing. If he was interested in a girl, we would just stand there. And what I mean is, this is later in life, we were hanging out as um, post-21-year-old mates, I guess, and he was interested in a girl at a bar, right? So him and I are at a bar, we're drinking, he's interested in a girl. So instead of going up to her and talking to her, all we would do is is, is wait around. I, I couldn't have figured out if he was working up the nerve to talk to her, if he was just in this kind of observing kind of place where he just watched her and then that was what satisfied him. But it always got me mad because I always would say to him, friend either either say something or or let's go like what are we what are we what are we doing just uh, waiting it drove me crazy so this one friend was kind of the leader of this wizard convention thing and and while he wasn't doing this this creepy thing with with girls he 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 tended to kind of hang around a table and, and just kind of look through a whole bunch of stuff so there's a lot of waiting around you know, I I got to see a few things that I wanted to see. Again, basically the old 
comic boxes, you know, comic book stores would just get there and bring all their shit from the back that no one bought. And that was the stuff I, I dug into. So I was just digging through crates and crates of, of back issues. But, you know, you get a bag of stuff. You feel like you've done something. You feel like you've connected with these, this world. But that was it. I live in Los Angeles now, but I've never been to San Diego Comic-Con. Gotta tell you, I really don't have any interest in going. I might actually go finally this year, but, yeah, I, it just doesn't really excite me. I've been to Stan Lee's Kamikaze a few times now with a group that I do uh, uh, improvise with called Doctor Who Live, which I've mentioned previously in that improv podcast. So, I saw, you know, I've been to a few of those and, and walked the floor, uh, but that one never really has stuff that I'm interested in. Like, I would love to find a booth that has old VHS tapes of old TV shows or, you know, even Doctor Who merchandise, which leads me to having gone to Gallifrey 1 for a few years now. Granted, I'm not part of the original guard that's been going there since, you know, the 80s or 90s. I'm more of a recent attendee, and and to be fair, a more recent Doctor Who fan in general. I've probably only dis- discovered the show in uh, 2007, 2008. But we'll do a whole Doctor Who podcast, because there's a lot more to it than that. But the point being, Gallifrey 1 is one convention that I, I can go to, and yet at the same time, you, you know, I, I guess, I guess it's, not, it's not really satisfying my particular needs or wants out of a convention. And for those of you who don't know, there's two things that led to Magoog's Con. Three things, let's say. There was a lot of hullabaloo this year of trying to get into Gallifrey 1. Some people were very upset. Some people were quite happy. I actually did get a ticket, so I will be at uh, Gallifrey 1 this next year, next February. So if you are a Doctor Who fan and going to Gallifrey 1, I will probably have something... Chris McGowan has a podcast, too, related. When we get closer, I'll, uh, I'll let you all know. But there were a lot of people upset about this particular registration period, because it has gotten to be a very popular convention. San Diego Comic-Con has always been very difficult. You have to get up at 10 in the morning, and all the hotels go away, and got to sign in with an ID. It's it's quite a thing. Um, you may hear a helicopter outside. Sorry. I waited for the helicopter to pass, so there might be a bit of a edit point here. And then, just this past weekend actually as i'm recording this there is something called like cat con which was probably his first done tongue-in-cheek but it looks like people showed up and there was just lots of cat related stuff so I've, i kind of half joked about doing magoog's con and instead of being this nebulous thing i've decided i'm going to start brainstorming by using this podcast format of what magoog's con would be now, i'm not saying i'm actually going to create it yet but i might however i want everyone to be aware of what makes magoog's con different from other conventions because i have some ground rules and i actually wrote down five rules here but there's two rules there's one rule that i didn't write down and it's at magoog's con which is my twitter handle magoog's that's where that comes from then we'll get to nicknames some other time but magoog's con is run by me chris mcgowan and let's just say, let's just come right out and say it. It's not a democracy. You know, there won't be any suggestions or feedback cards. What happens at Magoog's Con is done 
I'm, I'm head of programming, is basically what I'm saying. So if someone doesn't like the rules of MagoogsCon, as politely as I can say it, then they can enjoy their day. And to take it a step further, really MagoogsCon is probably really just for me. Uh, as, as ridiculous as that sounds, uh, well, we'll get to the rules, but I am a dictator in this, in this convention, uh, which some people may say is already how it's run, <laughs> Uh, with other conventions, but um, I'm not going to criticize any other conventions right here on air. Uh, so I'm just going to go through some of these rules, and then maybe we'll get, you'll get an idea of what Magoog's Con is. And even before I tell you what Magoog's Con focuses on, there's the first very rule that's very important and probably the most controversial. is that there's no autographs. Magoog's Con will have no autographs. Now, I, I don't... Uh, fault anyone who likes getting autographs from celebrities or people who played characters in shows. You know, growing up, in getting a signed baseball was a big deal, or, or signed baseball card, signed jerseys. I was big into sports as a kid. So I get it. I, I get the appeal of autographs. But at MagoogsCon, there's zero autographs. Not only is there not going to be an autograph table in line for any guests at MagoogsCon, but you can't. The only only the autographs allowed at MoogsCon is signing a credit card receipt for payment of something you paid for, which will be impossible because we'll get to another another rule of MoogsCon later. But now you may say to me, Chris McGowan has a podcast too. Why would you outlaw autographs at a convention like that? Is the bread and butter, right? I mean, when I go to Gallifrey One, that line goes out the door for you to have. 10 seconds to say hi to, uh, you know, Gwen Cooper. Or photographs. I mean, this rule says no autographs, but definitely no photograph sessions. Heck no. In fact, I'm considering outlawing photography at all. But we may want some publicity, so I may allow the existence of photographic instruments. No autographs, no photographs. And you may say to me, Chris, why would you do that? That's something that people love sometimes... The most. I mean, when I'm reading forums online about conventions, that's usually one of the highlights. Oh, I got to meet Brian Blessed, and he he signed a, a still. You know, I you know listening to these Doctor Who DVDs, they talk about how people still send them stuff for these actors and actresses to sign. Signing is a big deal. But here's the reason why in MagoogsCon there's no signings and no photographs. Everyone in MagoogsCon is here to be at MagoogsCon. If you're in the boardroom with me, and we're talking about whatever, David Tennant might be sitting across from you at the table. But he is not there as David Tennant, the celebrity and actor in The Tenth Doctor. He is there as an attendee at MagoogsCon. You wouldn't whisper to your friend next to you, hey, can you sign my Trapper Keeper? Why? Why would you have your friend sign it? Why would you have them put, put your name on the front of it? You guys are friends. You guys are hanging out. So we're hanging out at MagoogsCon. We're talking about this stuff. So no one is above or below anybody else at MagoogsCon. It's a level playing field. And implied in this rule is I hate lines. I, I know it's like a, a... I feel like it's, a, it's also a nerd rite of passage or a skill we develop of waiting in lines. Any convention I've been to where I've had to wait in a line, I'm like, oh... Why are we doing this? And it's become a skill we've developed because we're waiting for autographs. We're waiting for 
to get in to see a screening or whatever it is. So we're going to reduce the line quotient at Magoog's Con. So once again, no autographs, no photographs. We're all equal here. 1A of this rule is don't be creepy. So let's go back to that hypothetical example. Why David Tennant is at Magoog's Con, I don't know. But let's say he's there. Can't be staring at him. Can't be saying, oh, what, what do you think, David? Can't be doing any of that. David is the same as me and everyone else in that room. So don't be creepy. Don't, don't be giving him special treatment or anybody there, you know? So that's rule one. Now, rule two, as you'll notice, not as important as rule one. When rule number two is Magoog's Con is strictly Doctor Who and the librarians related. That's it. You may say to me, Chris McGowan has a podcast too. Why would you combine Doctor Who and librarians? Well, we'll get to that in later podcasts. And I may have already kind of hinted at the connections I see in the shows. But I feel like both of those, I have things I want to say about Doctor Who. And I think the librarians deserve their own convention. So let's go ahead and wrap them together. Magook's con. Noah Wiley might be there. Rebecca Romaine. You might be sitting in between Rebecca Romaine and uh, Catherine Tate. Again, don't be creepy. Okay. So picking back off of rule number two that we're only talking about Doctor Who and the librarians' universes. Rule number three is only in-universe cosplay. And, and, let me, and let me caution you about costuming and cosplay. I have no problems with cosplay or costuming. In fact, I might even be... There may or may not be a secret plan to unveil a costume that I may be wearing. So I, I'm, I'm all for it. But I would caution about cosplaying at MagoogsCon because, again, it's a level playing field. So, you could come dressed as the Tenth Doctor, but David Tennant's going to be sitting there in a t-shirt and jeans, most likely. He's welcome to dress up too, but I think cosplay, at least for the first few years, will be probably minimal. However, it is okay to cosplay, costume, depending on how you use the terminology. But it has to be in-universe. has to be either Doctor Who or the librarians. If you come to the door... Dressed as the Flash, you know what's going to happen? You're out. No questions asked. I won't even ask your name, or you might, be, you might be related to me. If you come as a Flash, you're gone. You might be able to talk your way out of some costume and how there might be some sort of tie-in book or novel or comic. Maybe. It's kind of a case-by-case basis. So you can come as you are. Come in-universe in with either Doctor Who or the librarians. But don't you dare show up in something out of universe. You may say, why, why do you want the rule? Because, you know, let's be respectful. If we're talking about Doctor Who and the librarians, and you're sitting there like a jackass in Batman costume, come on. How, is that? how, how are we going to take your comments seriously? Rule number four. This is a big one. Tickets are free. And I will say this right now. Tickets will always be, be free. You know, if Magoog's Con has its 20-year anniversary, and I start charging for tickets... I want someone in a listening audience to come back to this podcast and remind me that on Chris McGowan has a podcast to episode three. Chris McGowan said tickets will always be free. And so I want that to be clear. I'm like Facebook, you know, always free. Finally, rule number five, no space limit. You might say to me, Chris McGowan, that's a pretty impossible uh, rule. How the heck can you guarantee that you won't run out of space. Well, 
my feeling is, this is just from a Googs con. I'm not making any sort of comment on any other convention. If you in the audience want to interpret that in your own way, that's fine. But I'm telling you now, this is only from a Googs con. Only speaking on behalf of Magoog's Con. But if you want to come to Magoog's Con, you should be able to come to Magoog's Con. It's a free convention, for crying out loud. If it's free and you can't get in, something is wrong with the system. So 500 people are coming to this. We'll find a space. We'll go, we'll go to a park. And I think the space problem will kind of work itself out because this isn't a rule. But I want to kind of lay out how I envision at least the first few years of Magoog's Con lays out. I'm thinking I get some sort of boardroom. Kinko's used to rent those out. I don't know if they still do. But it'll be a uh, big table. Probably coffee and water. Probably an afternoon. I'm thinking like a Saturday afternoon from, I don't know, 12 to 5. I'll work up some PowerPoints. Probably there'll be at least an hour on Doctor Who. And then at least another hour on, on the librarians. And basically, Magoog's Con is I will kind of walk us through whatever this PowerPoint is, bringing up some points, and then we'll just kind of chit-chat about it for an hour. You know, it might be, are the White Guardian and Black Guardians symbols for God and the Devil? And we'll just kind of talk about it. Another example. Do we see Flynn Carson's role in the Librarian's universe staying the same, increasing, or decreasing as the show progresses. Discuss. And the PowerPoints will be more thorough. Think of it like, uh, I'll do like a 10-minute TED Talk. Maybe with some pacing. And a wireless thing to change the slides. So I'm not like hitting a laptop thing. Well, I'll sit there very politely and listen to me rant for a little bit. Then let's kind of talk about it. Right? Maybe I'll get Subway sandwiches. You know, that big that big catering thing they make. Where you can, they cut it up for you. Like these little sandwiches thing. Talk about Doctor Who, librarians, and then we're done for the day. And then we're done. Magoog's Con's a wrap. That's all it is. Magoog's Con is a celebration of these two properties, Doctor Who and librarians. And these other conventions fill some of these other needs very well. You know, there's conventions that show screenings of episodes. There's, you know, we are going over the autographing and, and photographs. There's other, plenty of other places for you to get... Fit. Itch. Get that itch. But what I think I feel is lacking is conversation that's structured. Now, I've been to panels. I think everyone who's ever been a part of a panel or set up a panel or tried to be on a panel or have been in the audience in a panel, it's a great experience. I'm not criticizing it in any way. But there is definitely two things that I want one is to feel like i'm actually talking to these people who are on who are sitting at the table at the front of the room because what happens is they say what they're saying and then they open the floor to questions and it turns into um boy how do i say it it's not questions they're getting uh for those of you who are old enough to remember the chris farley show from Saturday Night live it can sometimes be that, you know, Chris, the, the bit of it was Chris Farley would have, say, Arnold Schwarzenegger on the show. And instead of asking him any questions about his career or what it's like, he would just repeat things that he, he liked and remembered. He would say, remember, blah, 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 from Terminator? That was awesome. And that was his whole show. And that's what the question and answer sessions sometimes turn into, 
and I, and, and and being a fan, I get that. I get that instinct. I get that feeling. You want this person who is in this thing that you love to to know that you saw it and you connect with them, and that's how we're connecting right now. It makes it feel like you're meeting John Barrowman, right? Because you stood in line for an hour to get his autograph, and it was five seconds. So this is your way to connect. You say, oh, that episode where you did this, that was great. What was that like? John Barrowman has to give an answer he's given 500 times. Now, speaking of John Barrowman, he's a great statesman and a showman. He makes everything entertaining, no matter how many times he's answered the same question. But this way at MagoogsCon, you're not doing that. So we're all sitting at a round table. It's a level playing field. So if John Barrowman has some insight into the librarians, he can say something and we can comment on it as a group. The only leader in the discussion would be me, and I'm not even really a leader. I'm just setting the table for a discussion. What makes this different than, say, a fan club? <laughs> I'm offended at that hypothetical question. Fan clubs have lots of hierarchy. I, I, I'm not setting up a clubhouse. Membership, that's all malarkey, too. But I do recognize that if I just get a conference room and we just talk about stuff, what makes this a convention, Chris McGowan? Well, some things that I do like about conventions is tchotchkes. Tchotchkes. Premium items. So I'll probably make a t-shirt. MagoogsCon t-shirt. Depending on how many people are RSVPing for MagoogsCon, I'll have some sort of bags and some treats in there. And here's the other thing that I want coming out of MagoogsCon, and I'm kind of making this up as we go along, because this is me brainstorming MagoogsCon. But I want us to leave there having solved something. I don't know how we'll make it stick, let's be frank, but I do want us leaving there having decided on something, because especially in Doctor Who fandom, there's lots of arguments. And I'm on another podcast called The Chatter Noster Gang, and we review... Doctor Who TV shows, and with the, with the current season on hiatus, we're going through previous episodes. And we're doing this thing where we're starting from the beginning of the show, and then going in reverse direction from the most recent episodes, and meeting in the middle. That's so we can vary up what everyone else has done. And we just posted episode 28, and let me tell you, Chris McGowan has a podcast too, fans. There's already been some heated arguments about the Doctor Who universe, that should not be arguments. We shouldn't be discussing things about how the place, how, how that universe works. And yet, both sides have very valid points, even though I'm on one side of the argument and the, my other co-hosts are on the other side. I understand where they're coming from. And I can see how they might make assumptions about certain things. So I think part of the goal of MagoogsCon is if we hit an issue, we will decide as a group what that answer is. And then, like, we're the Vatican or we're some sort of United Nations governing body. We will issue an edict. Hey, everybody. Khan met this year. We had a great convention. And here's what came out of it. So, blah, 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 blah. This is now fact. And then, any time in the, in the future, this argument comes up between two fans, someone can say, you know what? Khan 2017 addressed this exact issue. And here's what they said. I kind of want to, I guess what I'm describing is a think tank. Uh, A Doctor Who and librarians think tank. And so, 
I guess what I'm saying is I want to parlay this into talk show appearances. You know, I, I want to be there to be some sort of CNN story. And they bring on Chris McGowan uh, from AgoogsCon to, to tell us what the official designation and solution to this problem is. Because I think these things need to be discussed. And I will be honest with you, there's, there's just as much material in the three TV movies and one season of Librarians than there is in the 50 years of Doctor Who, 51 years, 52 years now. So there's plenty of material here. I think that's about, I think that's about all I want to say about MagoogsCon for now. I am going to be posting about the first TV movie of The Librarians very soon. I will say that uh, uh, a friend of mine, Frank, last name redacted, we were going to do a pod, on this podcast me sitting him down and letting him watch it and then review it. The timing and schedules are kind of out of sync. Not that I'm going to abandon that idea, but I think I'm going to go through what the librarians up until now here, and then maybe if there's time later in the year, we'll do this little Frank experiment because I can see Frank not not enjoying it as much as I, and that might be entertaining for you. I also maybe taking on a, a listener suggestion of watching a, an episode of another TV show and giving my review. I will say I'm I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to keeping everything vague for a reason because I want l- other listeners to be surprised. But I will say, those that are asking me to do this, you might be surprised. I might actually end up enjoying this. I may not rant about it as much as you think. But hey, this is kind of half-improvised anyway, so we'll see what happens. I'm all, I also have other ideas for more episodes. I just got to make time. I got to make time to record these. That's all it is. It's not your fault. It's mine. Where can you find me? Well, I do an improv show called Bowie. I think we're Bowie Improv on Twitter, at Bowie Improv. So check that if you want to see that show. You already know I do that Doctor Who live show. So I do that every now and then. Do other random shows, depending on when you listen to this. Because I hate, quick side rant, I hate podcasts who are time sensitive. Meaning, if you aren't a news podcast, you shouldn't be giving me current stories. Like, I shouldn't be here talking to you about uh, the FIFA allegations, because you might listen to this in the year 2020, and none of this will make any sense. And an apology is if I've already ranted about that. But I hate time-boxing my podcast. Having said that, I'm in a Hollywood Fringe show as an understudy this month of June. Don't know when I'm going in, but follow me at Magoogs, M-A-G-O-O-G-S, on the Twitters, and I'll probably post when I'm going in. The play is called My Gay Husband, and it's uh, very funny. And I think you will enjoy it if you see it. I don't know why I'm plugging the Hollywood Fringe, but why not? Go go see shows at the Hollywood Fringe. It's been growing every year. This year seems to be the biggest ever. I'm fortunate to be an actor in it, and even in it as an understudy. So yeah, so come out for that. I, tw- I tweet occasionally, too. And if you are a Doctor Who fan and want to hear varied opinions on the show, at Chatternoster Gang, spoiler alert, I'm usually the one that likes the episode. And that usually doesn't fare well with, with these other gentlemen. What else can I tell you about me? I think that's about it. That's enough stuff for you to look up. 
So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna solicit feedback on MagoogsCon. Feel free to tweet at me. I think I have an email address for this podcast. I, f- I forget what it is. Might be Chris McGowan has a podcast at gmail.com. I forget. But tweet at me. And uh, based off of these rules I laid out, I'd like to hear some some feedback. You know, would you attend? What What would you expect? What do you think are some possible pitfalls? Oh, I guess I was going to say one last thing. I'm not going to go back and edit this in. I'm just going to say it here at the very end of the show. Here's the other thing about Magoog's Con. It's going to be me talking mostly. So let's say that we get to the situation where there's 500 people going to Magoog's Con. And we're in a park. I'm not, I'm, not buying, I'm not buying audio equipment. I'm not getting a speaker system. We're just going to kind of gather around and I'm going to start yapping. And if you can't hear me, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Either get closer or, or come next year. Or rent, uh, rent these sound equipment for me. But that way, that kind of self-selects people. They're like... This is really stupid. Why can I not hear him talk about Flynn Carson and the librarians? This is dumb. I'm going home. Hey, we just opened up a spot in Magoog's Con. So, it's natural selection. Darwin. (sighs) Well, I think that's it. This is my third goodbye. I will do more later. So, thanks for listening and sorry. Uh, Okay. That's it.